You are listening to the In Context Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the In Context Podcast. It's been a while, it's been summer, it's hot and it's sticky and I'd rather be doing something else than doing this podcast but it's been a few weeks so me and Graham and Nathan have decided to uh, just botch something together last minute and hopefully it'll be worth listening to. How are you doing That's Graham? That's what we do every week, isn't it? Mate? That's what we do every week. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, Nathan, you're going to have to speak because your mic won't pick up and you're going to be behind us. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm saying something. Brilliant. You don't have to say anything else now as long as you've said that. <laughs> yeah, I think for many of us, uh, the summer holidays, you wind down a little bit. People are away from church, especially with COVID. Uh, it's been a funny summer. Uh, many of us are preparing to get back to uh, our ministry. Uh, we often work by the, the, the calendar and uh, a lot of us were shattered this summer where we we've had our holidays my holidays start in a, in a day or two and uh, I don't know I think a lot of us can neglect uh, we're often seeing other people's needs we can often neglect our own needs uh, we need refreshment we need fellowship we need encouraging and often as pastors we can isolate ourselves through the work and through the things we're doing and uh, just the last week or two, we've had a retreat, which I found highly beneficial. Uh, and just one of the things that got me thinking was, uh, I was organising the retreat for these pastors who were worn out and knackered. And to me, it was a pain in the backside that I could have done without, to be honest. <laughs> I like to be at home. I like to spend time with my family. The last thing I wanted to do was travel down to Goole and uh, spend a couple of days away from my family. I'd rather have been at home, or so I thought, till I got there. And when I got there, I realised I was in need of this refreshment and fellowship as much as all the other pastors. Uh, so first of all, Graham, do you want to share a little bit about how you found found the uh, retreat? Yeah, it was it was great, mate. Um, thanks for organising it, by the way. Um, I think where I, I came home and said uh, said to folks at our church, I think we might use that for a weekend away or something. It was a great place, wasn't it? So yeah, it was, it was great just to be away, wasn't it? And like weather was cracking and you know, middle of the countryside and stuff. It's just get away. Um, and I think that's important, um, like to, uh, to 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 get out of context and yet still be chatting about ministry and stuff because it, it allows you to think, it allows you to think differently. Uh, so that was nice because um, it's different to an holiday. You go on holiday, right, and you you just want to switch off and chill out and whatever. But like to to be away where you you're still talking and thinking about ministry and you're with people who are doing ministry and that but it's it's out of the context in a way and somewhere nice and that it, it were brilliant um yeah so i think for me we're just just spending time with lads you know other other blokes in ministry in similar contexts um who are uh, you know struggling and being encouraged and um just just to be able to chat through some of the, the issues of ministry but also just to have a right laugh as well um, so that that was great, just being with lads, and then um, we had some great sessions, didn't we? Of ministry, um, from Mayor's bringing us from uh, two, two or two Timothy, wasn't it? Not one Timothy, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a week a week ago, but yeah. So so really like challenging ones about my heart for ministry and my why am I doing it? Am I doing it because I don't know what else to do? Am I doing it for other people? Am I doing it to please people, or am I doing it because Jesus is worth it? And you know, I said it last week that so often ministry, particularly in places like where um, 
like 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 where it's hard and stuff or context where we're, we're struggling or whatever it's so easy to to forget why we do ministry mm. and you know to just do it because you can't think about what else to do and to get miserable about it and and to forget that it's a right privilege to get to be able to care for god's people and 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 point people to jesus and at the end of the day whatever happens we've got jesus and so yeah that that were brilliant just to to be there uh, so yeah they were big things for me just getting away it were great wasn't it that little with snooker table and darts and everything it were one little pub it were brilliant so yeah everything about it i right enjoyed it was great wasn't it so just for the listeners who don't know what last week's retreat was about it was a collection of uh, pastors and church planters uh, connected to Acts 29, Church in Hard Places, uh, the FIEC. Uh, there was even an Anglican guy there who, who was planting with Amy in Hull. And there was pastors from the Midlands, from Wales, from the northeast of England, uh, from Scotland and even from France and uh, in America. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was awesome, wasn't it? There was a good collection of people, uh, cross-denominational, but everyone... Uh, loving the Lord, everyone mm-hmm. uh, in need of encouragement and fellowship, but everyone with some encouragement to share with, with one another. So Nathan, uh, now we've set the context, how, how did you find it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think a, a lot of the things that Graham said were uh, a valid, just, you know, it's good to get out of your context for a little bit and to, to have that fellowship with with other people uh, who are who are in ministry and um i think yeah i think beyond the the teaching and so on uh which is obviously really helpful um i think just the fact that that yeah we we weren't just there to to kind of whinge about our problems as well i think that was i think that was quite helpful um so i think that was kind of made clear at the start it's like look we do you know what i mean we've all got lots of problems haven't we do you know what i mean we'd all love another 50 church members would all love or maybe you know we'd love to have no church members or you know we'd love to have this much money in the bank or um you know a building or, or whatever it is that our church needs um do you know what i mean we could all just just because you've taken the effort to kind of meet up and do something it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to use that time productively or well does it so i think that was the the good thing about the time that we had away because we weren't away for long you know what I mean? It was only like one full day and um, two nights, wasn't it? So, um, do you know what I mean? It's not as though we had to take, you know, two weeks out of our schedules for it. Um, but yeah, even though we weren't there for a long time, we made, I think we made the best use of the time, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just in in that short period of time, we were able to to catch up with, with people that we haven't seen in a long time and to, uh, to get that fellowship together to uh, just to remind each other of, of God's word and um, yeah and, and also just to think practically about how we can support each other going forward and, and some of those kinds of things as well so um, yeah uh, I think yeah that on top of what Graham was saying just the fact that I think we made made good use of the time um, rather than just kind of being one of these pastors retreats or things where I don't know you get these things don't you where pastors meet up and they just complain about all the things they don't like and then everybody leaves miserable but it wasn't like that was it, it was, everyone turned up only complained a little bit and then left mostly encouraged so even graham was fairly positive yeah i tried <laughs> my best together, graham. 
I, I'd say what I liked, Ian, was Matthew Spanler Davison's cooking. He did a good job, didn't he? <laughs> he, had, he had a little help, I think, but I can't remember who that was. Now yeah. Rachel's found out Nathan's been in the kitchen. A lot of things are going to change in New Life Church, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Fajitas for Sunday lunch every week. Yeah, yeah. So now it was spot on. Well, that was good, wasn't it? All mucking in, eating together. It was wonderful. It was relaxing. But like I said at the start of it, I, I saw it as a bit of a chore. It wasn't particularly something I was looking forward to. And it reminds me a bit of a blog that Steve Neal did a few weeks back about friendship. And the need for meeting up just to chill out and hang out and and often we we put off meeting up with friends or doing things that are beneficial for us like this retreat was wasn't just spiritual it was mental it was physically uh, relaxing uh, so why do you think we're so hesitant as pastors is it a man thing is it a pastor thing why do we put these things off because often we have them and think oh we'll, we'll have to do this again soon and then two years later but we, we still haven't done it yeah i think there's a couple of things i think one is we get so tied into ministry, you know, we get our heads down and just like, it's, it's busy and it's complicated and people got complex issues. Um, and therefore it's a pain in the backside to actually even think about it, you know, to kind of, and, but it, that's the thing in it. That's what we need. We need our, our heads lifting to think about the, the wider situation, whether it's in the region or the country or the, the, uh, the world about the need and stuff. And, but you know that encouragement that every, it, it might not sound an encouragement, but everybody's got it as tough as we have, mm. um, and that encouragement that 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 Jesus is is on it. So I think that's one thing we get so tied into ministry, and then I just think, certainly from my point of view, we're just lazy. I, I'm just lazy. I'm like like you say, I don't want to hassle. I don't want to faff about spending, you know, 24 hours somewhere. And it, but when you get there, it's worth it. And it, it's it's like lots of things in it. We're just we, we get tied into life where we are and actually what we need is to lift our eyes. And what about you, Nathan? So you, you've gone there. Did, I went there thinking I, I didn't need it. This was just like an inconvenience in my diary and, and end up loving it. Uh, what, what was your thoughts going? Or were you just like not interested at all? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't really too sure what to expect, to be honest, just I, you know, um, yeah, I wasn't really sure how, how it was going to look, what we're going to do. Do you know what I mean? I, I was just getting into it thinking, I'll see what happens. But um, I, I think, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Often we don't kind of prioritize these things, do we? And um, I mean, just something Graham said there that with part of the reason for that is that we're so tied into ministry um, because we're so busy, aren't we? And, and I think that's often such a big idol for us is being busy. Mm. It's that we, you know, we've constantly got to be doing something or we feel as though we're kind of letting everybody down and we're, um, you know, we're not being the pastors that we're supposed to be or, you know, we're not, we're not doing God's work or, you know, the people who are funding us are going to be really disappointed because, you know, I didn't do hundred hours of work this week or whatever do you know what I mean but actually I think it's not just being tied in, into ministry is the problem I think it's understanding what ministry is and I think we, we touched on this the other week when we did that episode about friendship mm. actually part of our ministry is actually doing these things so the, the retreat shouldn't be seen as as a break from ministry yeah. it shouldn't be seen as like just 
an extra thing to do on top of all your, but that should actually be seen as part of part of your job, shouldn't it? And I think that's something that we so often forget. Um, do you know what I mean? It's like if there's if you've got a million things to do and you've got to get rid of one thing, for most people for most pastors, it would be the it'd be the retreat, wouldn't it? It'd be, you know, the time every month where they go and meet up with you know another pastor for a, for an afternoon or whatever whatever it is that people do it that tends to be the thing that gets neglected and actually i think it's um yeah i don't think it's just i don't think it should just be an optional extra mm. i think that it should actually be seen as part of your job um and so yeah probably for lots of churches they should kind of write it into the pastor's contract shouldn't they that you know look you, you every six months you need to take a day and you know meet up with these pastors or go to this retreat or once a month you need to spend two hours with a pastor down the road or or you know however it works for different pastors in their context but um yeah i think we need to get out of the mindset of seeing of seeing caring for your own soul as you know as as something that's getting in the way of you doing ministry mm. actually that needs to be a priority doesn't it is you need to make sure that you're right with the Lord before you can start um, caring for caring for the flock that God's given you. So, so you mentioned there caring for your soul, and that that's that's something that's essential. So, uh, some people could dismiss having a retreat or, or doing something like that we did as as, as as not being caring for the soul. So, in what ways did it uh, care for your soul, Graham? Um, I think, like I say. Um, in uh yeah so it, it was great to have that you know those three sessions of, of getting into the word together um mess bringing us the word um that was because it's not it's, as a pastor i listen to millions of sermons a year you know but i'm listening to them on the passage i'm preaching on or whatever and I, you know i try to listen to the sermons for me on soul but it always gets squeezed squeezed out and just to have that three times there where we're going to sit down for however long it was an hour at a time or whatever and just have something specifically prepared and preached for us in our context as pastors um and and like from someone who can and knows us and knows what our battles are and stuff that that was just really good for me um because it you know it really made me think about have i have i have I lost my priorities in some ways um and i think just also just just having that encouragement of just free time for want of a better phrase of just chilling out with other other guys um just chatting just just sitting and talking about the lord or talking about you know encouragements in the church or whatever hearing what the lord's doing in other contexts because you know you might get a prayer letter through and it's it's kind of yeah that's great it's really encouraging but when you sit down with somebody you're just talking about the issues they're having in their context or how the lord's blessing them or whatever um and, and you're encouraging one another and you're building one another up. Um, it was really nice to have that free time to do that and just to be able to be relaxed and and, and catch up with guys who are not seen for a bit. So that was really good for me. And also just getting away, you know, where I didn't have to think about, as much as I love my family, I didn't have to think about what I was doing with them. You know, I get up in the morning, I didn't have to think, well, I've got to do this or that or the other. I just get up and sit and read my Bible. And to have that unhurried time to do that just for a couple of days as well, 
was really nice as well. So, yeah, lots, lots of really good um, encouragements from other guys and just having, because this is what we want to do as church, right? This is discipling in our churches is just hanging out and chatting about, you know, how the Lord's blessing us and encouraging one another and stuff. And, and to do that in a different context with a different group of people who, you know, in a, in a slightly different way was, was brilliant as well. Yeah. And, and just to have that worship, that live worship, uh, 20 men praising the Lord together. It was awesome. Wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Dan James, thanks to Dan James for bringing his guitar and, and playing along and bringing his almond milk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that was another thing, wasn't it? He got absolutely ripped for drinking almond milk. And uh, I think it was nicknamed Mark Almond. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that was a big part of it as well. So a lot of us struggle mentally as pastors uh, working in this type. It doesn't matter what ministry you're in. A lot of pastors are under attack mentally as, as well as spiritually. Uh, there was one guy who who even texted and said, I, I, I've been feeling like topping myself. Yeah. And this was a tonic to me. And, and I'm not saying that flippantly. This was a genuine uh, pastor who's, who's been struggling. And a lot of us have been struggling mentally and just getting there and laughing. I think that laughter and joking with other men and that camaraderie and that support. And we hear a lot in certain organisations about Band of Brothers and that and flipping it. I think a lot of Christians call me brother because I forgot my name, not because they think they're my brother. Do you know what I mean? It's a good way, isn't it, to call somebody a brother whose name you've forgotten. Uh, but these were like genuine, genuine friendships of people who we've known uh, for, for several years in similar missions. And we've just unwinded, had a laugh, had some French cheese and some French wine. And <laughs> You did. You did. <laughs> yeah. I was getting mocked for drinking uh, red wine as some working class man, but at least I drank it out of pint glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thanks to Philip Moore from Acts 29 Europe for bringing the French wine and cheese. You could tell, you could tell us the church in our place was one anyway, couldn't it? Because you, you found the only place anywhere near there with a snooker table, darts and a telly and a few beers in the fridge. <laughs> it's like stereotypes are us. Well, well, that was that was the thing because, like, stereotypically, uh, I suppose when you think of church in our places, you think of someone like me or Mez or, or someone who was being banging on about being working class. But mm. what I really enjoyed was the the diversity of people there. Uh, just so many different people at different stages of the ministry, uh, at, at, from different cultures, and 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 for although they're working in similar contexts now, they've never been brought up in those contexts. So. Yeah, how did you find it, Nathan, just coming along? Because uh, for me, I found it quite different to an FIEC gig or an X29 gig that we've mocked before for wearing like mountaineering clothes and stuff like that. But but there was it, this was a diverse meeting, wasn't it? So how did you find it? Um, yeah, I guess so. I was just thinking in terms of, um, I think it was a good mix as well because there were quite a few people that, that we knew well so there's a few people that, you know, we're in contact with regularly. There are a few people there that, you know, I know vaguely, you know, who I've met a couple of times that, you know, occasional conference or whatever, got to know them a bit better. And then uh, I think there's maybe only just one person that I'd never met at all before. So in that sense, I think it was, it was a good mix as well, wasn't it? But um, yeah, I, I don't think... Um, yeah, I don't think anybody was kind of particularly left out of things. And um, yeah, I think it was a good mix of people from, as you say, from different um, 
different backgrounds, different denominations, most of us kind of similar-ish contexts, but yeah, different differences in terms of pretty much everything. Um, yeah, um, not just in terms of church, but in terms of kind of our cultural backgrounds as well. I think there was quite a bit of, uh, yeah, quite a bit of difference. Um, the, the woman who owned the place couldn't believe that we were all pastors, could she? Well, she met Will first, didn't she? Will, uh, Will Savory, yeah. Savory, yeah, full of steroids, so. <laughs> <laughs> she thought the Vikings had come back. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, the one, so there, there's Will with his muscle T-shirt on and his big bag of vitamins and then Andy with his fishing rod. <laughs> yeah, and the owner thought that we were, like, lying about being pastors. <laughs> Until uh, Nathan turned up with Matt. <laughs> 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 Funny as. Yeah, yeah, so it's been great. So just name one of your highlights, uh, Graham. Uh, some of them said that. So, so far, it's just like thinking and planning for the future. Mm. You know, I mean, might talk about this going forward, but like, you know, talking about ways we can support each other and... Um, uh, ways that Meadows can go forward and um, we can really see God willing in the future uh, churches grow churches supported churches planted and revitalized um, so yeah just just sat sat around planning and and, and seeking to you know, under God see things go forward I thought that was really encouraging like Nathan said we weren't there to just moan and blame everybody else and you know that's probably well, it's certainly my temperament in it but um we we weren't doing that we we were actively saying right what's next how do we help one another how do we seek to uh reach the forgotten places of of our uh, of the country and you know that that was a real encouragement for me that that we're, we're looking at going forward and we you know that it's exciting yeah really good yeah that is exciting and hopefully in the next week or two or maybe it's a couple of weeks we'll we'll be able to share more about some of the exciting uh, plans for Medhurst, but these are, uh, are currently being worked through. So we'll we'll have a podcast sharing about how we'll move forward as Medhurst Ministries. Uh, but before then, Nathan, can you share a little bit about what was one of your highlights for the retreat? Um, I mean, other than other than my snooker game with Jason, <laughs> I think there was a point of about twenty minutes where neither of us managed to pot anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not, not really the sport for either of us, is it? But. Um, no, I think uh, a more a more spiritual highlight um, would be. I think I think it was you, Ian, pointed out at one point that um, actually, like most of the people who were there, wouldn't have been there. You know, it would have done that retreat five, even yeah, even five years ago. Yeah. That um, actually, do you know what I mean? We can be discouraged about you know the lack of progress that there is in terms of planting and revitalizing churches in in uh in deprived communities you know we can often kind of think you know there's so many places that need a gospel-centered church and, and there are and you know we do want to see more people move to these areas we do want to see uh more money made available we do you know what i mean we do want to see lots more change but actually just the fact that um yeah of all the people who were there not many of them were, were doing this you know even even recently so um i think that was that was just encouraging to think actually um you know yeah i think i think things are happening mm. uh, that there are people now who are you know 
looking to to see things change so you do want to see churches planted in, in all kinds of communities and there are people who are um, at work um, wanting to see God's kingdom grow in, in places you know like the, that we're working in so um, yeah I think that, that would kind of be the the big encouragement for me sorry if I've stolen your encouragement Ian no no my, my encouragement was nowhere near as spiritual as yours Nathan okay. <laughs> I think the highlight for me was uh, was Bruce coming up to me and Mason saying I need to go to the chemist for a Covid test <laughs> Where am I? I like because I'd had I've been one with him in car and it was like I was like oh flipping heck I finally got away I'm gonna have to go home now and isolate for ten days. <laughs> Fortunately, Bruce had a negative test, but I was just thinking of all all those fifteen churches on council estates without a pastor <laughs> isolating for ten days afterwards. Well, praise the Lord, he, he he had a negative test, and hopefully the rest of us have stayed COVID free as well. But yeah, again, just a, just a reminder with Bruce coming in that we're still in the middle of a pandemic because it was easy to forget, wasn't it? That yeah. it was just so nice. The house was beautiful. The weather was beautiful. The company was fantastic. But a reminder that we're still living in the real world, don't we? So I think that just prepared us for coming home to uh, our COVID responsibilities within our church. But I think the biggest thing for me is that so many pastors and uh, gospel workers get burned out and so tired and and it was so simple to organize this retreat that I, I just love to encourage other pastors to, to do a similar thing. It, it worked out our hundred pound a men for, for two nights and, 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 and a day and a half in, in, in a retreat that was booked through Airbnb and that was including the food and stuff like that. And so just if your pastors or gospel workers, just get a few of your mates together, try and prioritize once or twice a year where you can meet together, relax, encourage each other spiritually and, and uh, just be friends with one another. And if you've got no friends, then get in touch with us and then <laughs> come along to one of our retreats. We're hoping to do this. We were doing it annually, uh, but because it's been so good, we're hoping to do this twice a year. And we also do a Medhurst retreat for families as well. That is coming up in, in October. We're really looking forward to that because our kids get tired as well, especially our kids who are uh, in small churches with no other children like, like yours, Graham. And we, we've only got one other family with children in our church. So it's nice for these kids to come together because they need to share with one another God's blessings and God's encouragement and, and be with kids from similar contexts as well to, to encourage them. So, yeah. So if anyone's interested in any of the things we do, please get in touch via our website, www.medhurstministries.com and uh, we can sort you out there. But is there anything else you'd like to add, lads, before we go? Not really. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad uh, you can't see how much sweat is dripping down my ear. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice one. Thanks for joining me, lads. And hopefully uh, we'll have another podcast out soon. Uh, thanks for listening to the In Context podcast.